This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's up, Hopeland Church? I hope you enjoyed the worship today. I am super stoked to be preaching the Word of God right here, right now, with you and to you. And so we are concluding our series, Tikvah, today. Man, we could preach all year on this, um, hope. And so, uh, but I'm excited uh, to kind of close it out uh, today. So I'm going to pray and then we're going to dive into the Word of God together. Uh, Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you that you're going to speak to everybody today. We thank you, Lord, that we did not come here just to hear a cute little religious talk. Father, we came to be changed. Lord, we came to be transformed. We came to receive the word of God. We came to receive uh, the word that's able to save our soul. We came to receive the word, God, that is able to satisfy us in our spirit. Uh, We thank you for your word. And uh, Lord, we position ourselves to receive it in every facet of our life. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's do this. All right. Tikvah. Um, Let's turn here to Ezra chapter 10. And I'm just going to share just a little bit out of Ezra. And we're going to go through here. But the main main thought today that I wanted to relay to you, communicate, to you is that our life in Christ is all about hope coming from God to us and hope um, through us to others. So hope from God, okay, for us and hope through us to others. Hope from God for us and to us and then hope through us to others. That's what we're gonna talk about. The dynamic of hope is that it is for us, it is from God, and it is for others, and God will use us to do that for others. So Ezra chapter 10, verse one, before I read, I just wanna give you a little background here. Um, in the book of Ezra, they were uh, they came out of captivity under Persian rule. Uh, King um, um, Cyrus uh, allowed them to go back to Jerusalem and to build the temple. And so they came out. So Ezra 1, 2, 3, 4. And then there was a whole process of that. There was a fight um, to do it, to be able to do it. There was resistance along the way, but they got it done. And then in verse 9, you know, there's another wave of people coming out of captivity. Uh, Sorry, chapter 9. And then in chapter 9, Ezra finds out that the leaders, the priests, the followers of God, the nation of Israel, a large portion of them are are uh, giving themselves to a, to abominations, iniquity. Um, they are intermarrying with pagans um, and, and involving themselves in pagan worship. And so they got distracted. And uh, from our perspective, it's like um, they got tainted by the world that the, the environment they were in kind of took over 
their their life and and they began to mix in uh pagan worship with the worship of god and it, and it was um heartbreaking so ezra seeks the lord he goes after god you read ezra 9 it's a prayer he prayed i actually shared this on our um uh, facebook a live prayer instagram live prayer um or, uh, later last week um and we prayed along these lines uh but there's something powerful that happened when ezra prayed i'm going to say it again there's something powerful that happened in a horrible situation um just the spiritual health of the nation was was at an all-time low and ezra prayed okay so ezra chapter 10 verse 1 here we go now while ezra was praying and while he was confessing weeping and bowing down before the house of god a very large assembly of men women and children gathered to him from israel for the people wept very bitterly all right let's read verse two and shechaniah the the son of jehiel one of the sons of elam spoke up and said to ezra we have trespassed against our god and have taken pagan wives from the peoples of the land. Yet now there is hope. Somebody say hope. Now there is hope. Somebody say hope. All right, if there's somebody that you can see around you, just say really loud to them, hope. All right. <laughs> um, if you're at Starbucks right now, just scream at the top of your lungs, hope, all right? And I'm sure you'll get their attention. Um, yet now there is hope in Israel in spite of this. There is hope in Israel in spite of this, okay? So they were repentant, and this is powerful. If you look at Ezra 9 as well, it talks about how when um, Ezra prayed, and Ezra's a priest, okay? But when Ezra prayed, um, people gathered. He didn't try to gather them. He didn't He didn't call them out and call an assembly. He just went after God. And as a result of that, people gathered. And it says that twice. It says it once in, in chapter nine and chapter 10 as well. And so it's powerful. You know, he, he did what they did. It was a sign of repentance, a sign of brokenness, a sign of tearing their, you know, crying out to God, you know? They, you know, sackcloth and ashes and he tore his robe. Bible even says he pulled hair out of his beard and out of his head like he was, he was desperate, right? He was crying out to God. And so in, in, in this situation, I mean, he was, he, he went through, God, you've been good to us. You've shown us mercy in his prayer. He was saying, God, we were slaves and now we've come out of this and yet we still are finding ourselves in sin and 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 mixing our the true worship of who you are with these pagan gods and so he cries out to god okay and so um here's my first point is is hope is still there after mistakes okay hope is still there after your mistakes i want to say it again hope is still there after mistakes 
Okay, they messed up big. Okay, this is like a slap in the face to God. Okay, um, just where they've come, how far they came, the fight they went through. Ezra was part of this, the process of building the temple and the fight to do it again. And they are approaching another level of building, right? When you cross over into the book of Nehemiah, right after the book of Ezra, then they begin to build the wall. But God had to deal with their hearts and deal with the uncleanness that was in them, the sin, the, 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 the vulnerability, the, the lack of internal fortitude and strength that he just got pulled to the, out into just wickedness, trespassing, iniquity, and all this stuff. Um, God had to deal with that before they could move on, move on and build the wall around Jerusalem. Okay, so, so this was part of God's deliverance process for them. And Ezra cried out to God, okay? He, he, he sought the Lord, okay? And, um, and this word, uh, prayer, in this particular verse, in verse one, now while Ezra was praying, okay? So this is a, this is a specific type of prayer, that he, he prayed. It was this, there's different types of prayer, okay? Now, this type in the word of God is the literal word intercession, okay? It's intercession. This word prayer, it means to intercede, okay? It means interpose, to interpose, intervene, okay? To mediate or arbitrate, okay? That's what this specific type of prayer was. There was wickedness in the nation. They, they fell away. They got caught up, okay? They, they got involved. They, they, they allowed the environment they were in to take over the conviction of their heart and their relationship with God, okay? Um, and, and Ezra saw it. Ezra was heartbroken. Ezra cried out to God and he prayed, okay? And it says here in verse one, right? while he was praying and confessing and weeping and bowing. You know, he was going after God. And this particular type of prayer is intercession, okay? And, and, and this type of prayer, the prayer of intercession, is what brings hope into our lives and our situation. The prayer of intercession is what distributes and releases hope in our lives and into the lives of other people. So intercession, the prayer of intercession. I want you to say that when we say, say the prayer of intercession. Everybody say intercession. Say this when we say intercession brings hope. Say intercession releases hope. Say this when we say intercession is a vehicle that hope moves on, okay? Uh, intercession, so what does this mean? Some of you may know this already. Once I said intercession, you're like, oh, you're getting it and all that, but I just kinda wanna walk through this um, because this is so powerful. I'm telling you, man, prayer. I mean, as a pastor, as a Christ follower, just me personally, prayer is just, I just have a high value for prayer, okay? This is something I just love to do it. 
Um, when I, uh, ever since I first got saved, I've just kind of personally just leaned towards prayer. Uh, I want to, I want to be with God. I want to pray. I want to get in his presence. I want to seek God. I, I want to, I, I just, I, I love prayer. I love getting in his presence. I love pushing everything else aside. I mean, my flesh at times doesn't feel like doing it. It's not like I always feel like doing it, but I mean, I just, I just, I just lean into it. I just, I love to pray. I, I really do. I, I want to pray. I love to pray. Um, I've seen what prayer does, what it's done for me spiritually and personally and for other people. And so, um, so here, it, so, so prayer, intercession. Okay. This is what it means. It means to place or insert yourself. Okay. This is not even that I gave you the, the, the Hebrew definition of prayer, but the, the word inter, interpose, intercede. These are literal just definitions of those words. Okay. And that's what, this is what it means to place or insert yourself between one thing and another. Okay. So that's prayer. So you add the nation of Israel, um, falling into sin, um, and, 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 and losing their way. Okay. There, and just, and then you have God over here, holy, true, faithful, um, you know, and then you got his people over here. And then intercession is when Ezra stepped in the middle between God's people and God. And he, um, he inserted himself in the middle of that. Okay. He, intercession is like a bridge between God and who needs God. Inter prayer is, this type of prayer is you, you insert yourself in between the situation and where people are and where God is and you become a bridge, okay? This is another definition. It means, this is powerful, to speak to someone in order to defend or help another, okay? You're talking to one person, God, to defend and call for mercy and help, to arbitrate, to mediate for the one that needs God. So this is intercession. So intercession, this is a type of prayer. I encourage you that that situation, that person in your life, don't gossip about them. Don't, don't, talk, don't talk about them. Don't, don't talk to other people about them. Intercede for them. Get, stand in the gap between where they are and where God is. That's intercession, that we can pray and say, God, move, God, touch them, God, forgive us. Even Ezra wasn't involved in their mess, but he actually repented on behalf of them, which I find very powerful. He took responsibility and he says, God, we've sinned against you, right? He was interceding. He wasn't in there, um, from a judgmental viewpoint, he put himself in their shoes and said, God, you know, we have sinned. Hear my prayer for them, for us, right? And so intercession is how we transmit and transfer hope. Okay, we're talking about tikva, right? We're talking about um, um, expectation for what is sure. Talking about that anchor. And um, intercession is... Our prayer for others when they are not doing well and not where they need to be and not where they should be. Intercession. And they're sinking, right? They're drowning in their sin. They're, they're lost in the world. Whatever it is, they're, 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 they are just submerged and 
in their depression. They are vexed by their anxieties. They are paralyzed by their fear. And here you come and you intercede. You are transmitting and transferring hope to them. It's kind of like uh, intercession is, is, is like throwing them the anchor. You know, because that thing is tied in the presence of God. So you're like, man, you know, you, it's like throwing them a life raft. You, you know, that hope is a cord, right? It is in the presence of God. It, and it is an anchor for the soul. And so intercession is us throwing that anchor out for them to grab a hold of. Okay. Intercessors are hope dealers and bridge builders, right? We want to be intercessors, church. We don't want to be gossipers. We don't want to gossip in the gap. We don't want to slander in the gap. We don't want to condemn others in the gap. We want to intercede in the gap. We want to be hope dealers, not hope killers, right? We want to be bridge builders, not bridge burners. And that's what intercessors do. That when you see a situation, you having Christ, you being filled with the Holy Ghost, you walk into an environment, a situation, you witness something, you see something, you, you see, you see an argument, you see, you, you, you see, um, a family, what, just something that is like, that makes your heart drop, makes your heart sink there, right there. It's an opportunity to intercede. It's an opportunity to be, to transmit and transfer hope. Okay. Um, prayer is what keeps hope alive. Okay, that, that's what happened here. Because because they prayed and sought the Lord, that's why Shechaniah came out in verse two, right? And he said, we have trespassed against our God, truth, and have taken pagan wives from the peoples of the land, started mixing their life up with the world, and the worldliness, perversion, false gods, just um, abominations, you know, uncleanness, right? And it says here, yet now, Yet now, why? Because prayer, intercession, intercession. And yet now there is tikvah. There is hope in Israel in spite of this. All right? Praise the Lord. Intercession, once again, is how we transmit, okay? And transfer hope. Intercessors are hope dealers and bridge builders. Prayer keeps hope alive. Amen. Gossipers and slanderers, I'm telling you, are hope killers. All right. But that's not us. That's not who we are. Say this with me. Say, I'm an intercessor. All right. Say, say I transmit and transfer hope. Say this with me. Say, I'm a bridge builder. All right. Come on. Say this with me. Say, I am keeping hope alive. All right, praise the Lord. And so here's my second point. Hope manifests through prayer, okay? That, that's, that, that's what happened here. This is just verse one and two says it all. While he was praying, what? In, while he was interceding, Shechaniah said, now hope, there is hope in Israel in spite of the mistakes, the sin, in spite of that, there's hope because it was an intercessor. What if we interceded with, because of everything we see? What if we prayed people through? What if 
we stood in the gap and built a bridge of prayer in situations, our cities, our neighborhoods, our families, our marriage, our, for our loved ones, our work, our business. We stood in the gap and we interceded because of this, right? Be, and yet now there is hope in Israel in spite of this. Okay, second point, prayer, it manifests, um, sorry, hope manifests through prayer. Prayer manifests hope, brings it forth, brings it out, okay? We have the authority in Christ to manifest, distribute, transmit, and transfer hope through our prayers. Come on now. Come on now. We have a lot more authority in the spirit than we realize sometimes. We have a lot more power in God than we realize. Prayer is powerful. Intercession is what transmits, transfers hope into situations and into people's lives. Okay, next verse. Let's go. 1 Timothy 2 verse 1. Therefore, I, I exhort, first of all, that these are different types of prayers, supplications. Everybody say supplications, prayers. Everybody say prayers, intercessions. Everybody say intercessions. So it mentions three types of prayer here, actually four, and giving of thanks. That's a form of prayer. It's a type of prayer. And giving of thanks be made for all men. I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, and intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. This is powerful here, okay? If you get this, we're talking about hope. This basically puts hope in your hands. It puts it in your hands. It's not some far off um, thing that out in the spirit, like hopefully something happens, no. This is an anchor, it's tied to God, in God, in Christ, an anchor for the soul, right? This hope we have, right? This hope we have, and we can distribute that hope. We can release that hope. We can release, send, manifest, bring forth that hope. It puts it in your hands. Come on, Christ followers, you, you have hope. So how do I get this out, out? How do I pray, intercede? It's not the only way. It's your words, right? Um, Pastor Paul said, you know, because that we have this hope, we have boldness of speech. So hope gives us boldness to speak. Hope gives us boldness to, to preach and to teach. Hope gives us boldness to share Christ, to be like Jesus in this world, um, and intercession is another way, and this is another way, okay, intercession, intercession, okay, and and the, the, the worldly way of responding to things when people mess up, get caught up, just like the children of Israel did, is to do the opposite, is to slander, is to gossip, is to call somebody that has no 
no real heart or authority to help. It's like, let's just talk about these people so we can feel better, better about our condition. Come on now. Um, this is, that's what the world does. The world, that spirit of the world will step in the gap and instead of build a bridge to God, they burn a bridge and talk to other people. Um, and that's the spirit of the world. There's, you know, that's just, that is, that is not of God. The Bible says that, um, the, uh, the tongue of the righteous is a fountain of life, right? And we should not have bitter words or, you know, if, if our, if our tongue is a fountain, we don't want, you know, bitter water and sweet water coming out of our mouth, right? We, we don't want that mixture, right? We, we want, we want the river of life out of our belly will flow rivers of living water. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and intercession is releasing life over situations. Intercession is praying, praying, releasing the spirit of God, the word of God, the life of God over people, praying for their deliverance praying for their freedom, praying that they get a revelation of Christ, praying that they come to know him, praying. Let, let's, be, let's, be, let's be bridge builders. Let's stand in the gap. Let's intercede. Let's talk to God about their situation, not other people that can't even help. Come on now, right? So check this out. If there's someone in your life that consistently gives you a negative perspective of other people that you know and love, you need to have stronger boundaries with that person. Come on, I'm talking to Christ followers. Come on now. If there's somebody, and I'm talking, I get it. There are people, they're trying to work it out, man. You know what I'm saying? And they're saved, they're walking with God, but they just, you know what I mean? Before they got saved, they couldn't help themselves. They just run in their mouth all the time. And they're like, they're trying to slow it down, right? They're trying to decrease the frequency, you know? What I mean? and, and I understand that process, okay, with people. But man, if there's somebody and they just, it's just constant, it, it's, it's their default. I mean, they just gonna talk bad about everybody, right? And there's people that you like, man, you, you the, and the, the scary thing and the, is that many times gossipers and slanderers, there's an element of truth in it. You obviously at times, sometimes it's just flat out lies, but, and, and that can kind of be deceptive because you're like, oh man, you know what? They are a little like that. Right. And so, but this is the thing I'm talking about intercession and the diff and the opposite of intercession is slander. It's malicious gossip. Okay. And, and th that, that, that'll, that'll kill hope every time. And, and if there is somebody that you have a certain, uh, perspective of somebody, you're not naive into knowing their weaknesses, but you know and love them. And there's a person in your life consistently casting a bad shadow on everybody, throwing shade on everybody. You need stronger boundaries with that. That person needs to know that I'm not your garbage can. You can't come up in here just, just, just dumping your garbage on me about other people, right? And, and come on now, somebody say amen, all right? Look at somebody and say, I am not a garbage can, okay? 
All right. And so, so the, the, if that's the case, you, what you have in, in your inner circle, and if this is consistent, you know, you got yourself a hope killer in the inner circle. Okay. Because hope, like I said in the beginning, hope is about, um, our life in Christ is about hope from God to us and hope through us to others. Somebody say intercession. Say this with me. Say hope through me to others. Say it again. Say hope through me to others. Okay. All right. Let's not get it twisted. This just isn't hope from God to me and then hopelessness through me to others. No, this is hope from God to me and hope through me to others. And one way we get that hope from us, through us, through us to others is intercession, not gossip and slander. Here, here it is. I'm going to give you the definition of the word slander. Uh, some versions use the word, it's two words it uses, malicious gossip. Okay. In Timothy, it talks about in the last days, Men's will be men will be lovers of themselves, and um, and goes on. It has a list there of just how the world and people will be when they're in the world in the last days. And one of those things is slanders, or and King James version says malicious gossipers. Okay, so I'm just giving you the counterpart, the 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 um, the opposite of intercession, okay? And and this is what it means. This is the Greek word for malicious gossip. And it is um, the Greek word, not surprising, is is the Greek word is um, diabolos. Diabolos. I think I said it right the second time. Working on my Greek. Uh, Diabolos. Now, if anybody out there speaks Spanish, that sounds a lot like Diablo. Can I get an amen, somebody? All right, can I get an amen? Now, by definition, slanderer, malicious gossip, the literal word, root word, Diablo. Okay, now, this characteristic is much like the devil himself. By definition, it is diabolos, diablo. That is what we call the devil himself. This is what he is. Why? The Bible says that he is the accuser of our brethren. He is not the intercessor. Jesus is our mediator. He is the one, he's our arbitrator are the one who has interposed he interceded when you look at the cross right we're we're about to approach easter here that is the 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 quintessential um picture of intercession in the bible right that he stood in the gap between humanity and god and he made a bridge come on somebody right and so we need to be like jesus and get in the gap and pray and call for mercy. The devil gets in that gap. The devil uses people and get in that gap. And he starts to slander and accuse and gossip 
All right. And, and, and by definition, come on, somebody, I'm not trying to be Diablo. Come on now. I don't, I want to cast the devil out, right? Eh, you know, el diablo sal fuera, like devil come out in the name of Jesus. I intercede and call for mercy, right? So this is what it means. This is what diabolos means. Unjustly criticizing to hurt or malign and condemn. It's what the devil does. All right, and slanderers and malicious gossipers are giving themselves to this type of spirit. This is what it means. This is by definition to sever a relationship, okay? To sever a relationship, all right? So here's my next point, folks. Here's my third point is um, we need to be hopeful for others, all right? We need to be hopeful for others. Point number one, say this with me. Say hope is still there after mistakes. Say this with me. Hope manifests through prayer. Say this with me. Be hopeful for others. Look at somebody and say, I'm hopeful for you. If there's anybody else in the room, look at them and say, I'm hopeful for you. Look at somebody else and tell them, I have hope for you. Right? I don't have gossip for you. I don't have slander for you. I don't have an accusation for you. I have hope for you. I have hope for you. You're coming out. You're gonna, you're, you're coming out. I see what God is doing. I have hope for you. I got hope for you. I see you. You're, I see you in your future and you look much better than you look right now. You look great now, but it's getting better. You look amazing today, but it's gonna get more better. You look better. I got hope for your future. Come on now. I got hope for you. Come on now. This is Hope Land Church. You come into this environment. You come up into, into, into my space, into, into my home, into, into my church, into, into where I am. I'm talking about you now. You people come up into your environment. They're going to get hope. They're going to get some people that believe in what God is doing in their life. We got to be people that believe in the God inside of people, that we see the Christ inside of them, that we see a better day ahead. It's, 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 a, it's a, I have an expectation for you that is sure. All right. This is bigger than, than where you are. This is God doing something right now in your life. And, and, and you are tied to the presence of God. It's going to get more better. Come on, somebody. All right, not not diabolos, but intercession. Not slander, but intercession. Not I'm not. We we don't want to unjustly criticize to hurt or condemn people. We're not trying to sever relationships. We're building bridges up in here. Hope, Hallelujah! Somebody say tikva. Be hopeful for others. Look at this. First Thessalonians chapter two, verse nineteen. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, versículo 19. Or what is our hope? What is it? What is my hope? Our joy or crown of rejoicing. Apostle Paul is asking the church in Thessalonica, what is our hope? What is our joy? What is our crown of rejoicing? Here it is. What is it? Is it not even you? People, 
in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming, for you are our glory and joy. Hallelujah. So, so we must live for others and not just ourselves. You know, that they would succeed in their walk with God and not just me. All right, our hope must be about other people's success and not just ours, okay? My hope, see, this ought to be what we say, you know, my hope is to see you make it to the end. You're gonna finish, right? I have hope for you. I see you thriving in God's will in your future. I see you in your calling. I have hope that you're going to make it. I, I have hope that you're gonna thrive. I have hope that you're gonna excel. I have hope that you're gonna be favored by God. I have hope that you're gonna break every bondage and, and destroy everything that the devil tries to throw against you. I have hope that you're going to walk with God in the cool of the day, that you're gonna hear his voice clearly, that he's going to bless you and favor you and your family and everybody attached to you. I have hope for what God is doing in your life. Hallelujah. Praise and bless the name of the Lord. Here we go, fundamentally, okay? Being a Christian, being a Christ follower is not about things. It's not about status. It's not about what I have done. It's not about influence. Being a Christ follower is about an intimate relation, relationship with God through and in Christ. And it's about authentic life-giving relationships with others. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself on these two hinge, all the law and the prophets. These are the two greatest commandments in all of scripture. That is what being a Christ follower is all about. Hallelujah. So once again, like I said in the beginning, my life with Christ church is about hope from God to me and hope through me to others. Somebody say this with me. Say, following Jesus is all about hope from God to me and hope through me to others. Here's two questions. Two questions and we're almost done. Here's a question. Am I genuinely open and vulnerable with the Lord about where I am. Hope from God to me. Am I genuinely open and vulnerable with the Lord? Is my life, just my soul, my heart, my mind, my plans, my purpose, my this, my that, all that. Is it genuinely open, vulnerable? God, this is yours, right? Here's the next question. Am I authentically Connecting to those in my life, people. Those two questions is what being a Christ follower is all about. It's what it's all about, church. It's what it's all about. Here's my last point, all right? Let's be known 
for our hope. How about that? Let's, let's be known for that, that we're hopeful. You get around me, you're going to get some hope. All right? You're going to get some hope. And come out. You can come out. You can come out of where you are. You can come out of that stuff and come into where God is taking you and come into the kingdom of God and come into the blessing of God and come into Christ and into his word and into his presence and into community. You come out of sin, come out of darkness, come out of the kingdom of darkness and come into the light of God, come into the word of God, come into the presence of God, come into the spirit of God. Come into all that God's called you to come into. I'm coming out of stuff and coming into some, some good stuff, right? That's hope. Hallelujah. Let me pray for you. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for everybody that has joined here today to worship, to receive the word. And I pray for them. I intercede. I pray in the name of Jesus that they receive hope right now in this moment. That, Lord, there's hope. There's mercy. There's grace. There's provision. There's favor. There's blessing in the name of Jesus. God, fill them with the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Fill them. Baptize them. Touch them. Work in them your will. What is well-pleasing in your sight, God. Put your hand on their life. Touch them. Keep them. Make them holy unto you, God. Sanctify them. Set them apart. Separate them for a holy purpose and stir the hope that you give that and only you could give God inside of them. I pray they abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Come on now. All right, prayer releases hope, transmits hope. Come on, manifest hope. Get in prayer. You're going to find hope. Pray for those that look hopeless. Pray, release hope. Come on now. Praise the Lord. Come on, go ahead and give God praise right where you are. Just thank him. Give him some praise today. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to lead people in, in a prayer of salvation. If you haven't accepted Christ you don't know who he is or you feel in this moment and you know you need to come to him. You need to turn from your sin. You need to, you need to be forgiven. This is for you. And I just want you to pray with me. Simple prayer. And, and this is where it all starts. This is hope. This is Jesus interceded for you. He stood in the gap so you could be connected to God. So you could have a relationship with God. So you could become a son or daughter of God. Jesus did that. This prayer right here is how you access. It's the beginning of walking with God. So pray with me. Say this with me. Say, Jesus, I come to you just as I am. I turn from my sin. Forgive me, Lord, of my sins. Wash me in your blood. Purify my soul and save me. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. I am saved. I am justified by grace through faith in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Yes. Praise the Lord. That is awesome. That is what it's all about. That is what your walk with God is all about. So I celebrate with you today. Praise the Lord. So if you prayed that prayer and you want um, a little uh, digital devotional, it's a seven day little Bible study. We can send it to you and if this will help you grow. And so if you want to grow in your faith and grow, take some next steps in your walk with God, um, text the word grow to 323-405-3232. Once again, text grow to 323-405-3232 and we will send you that uh, link. And um, God bless you. I hope you enjoyed the message. My prayer is that you will change your world as a result of what you listen to today. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And remember to follow us on social media. Peace.